It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. A very happy, happy 4th of July, 4th of July week to all of you. Hope you had a great weekend. Some of you in mid-Ohio. We certainly had a fun weekend. Um, But hope that you're staying safe. Hope that you're with family. Hope that you're with friends. Hope that you have uh, been able to enjoy the hot dogs and fireworks and the freedom of America and all the things we love. Uh, Full, full weekend recap of mid-Ohio. Obviously, things uh, got really, really interesting for us here at Speed Street Pod. Uh, coming up on Saturday of that race weekend. Uh, a lot of things to talk about there. Also, a fantastic interview that, unfortunately, again, because I was camping out in the wilderness, was not <laughs> able to be a part of with uh, movie star, uh, A-list actor Milo Ventimiglia. You see him on This Is Us on NBC. You've seen him in Gilmore Girls. You've seen him in That's My Boy. What's that one, Connor, that you like? That uh, the, Art of uh, Racing in the Rain. Art of Art Racing, of racing in, the rain. in the Rain. Andy I mean, the Wade, Green is, Flag uh, for the Indy 500. Uh, that's right, yeah. Green Flag, yep. honorary starter for the 500. Uh, that was 2022, right? Or was that 21? 2021. Yeah, it was 21, right. Miles Teller was 22. Um, it's a great interview there, great conversation, and then just a big-time get, again, having a Hollywood star on our show like that. Uh, so that's all coming up. Plus, we got a nice little uh, segment we're going to run by. We talked about it last week. All that is to come, but we got to get to uh, the man who was back in an IndyCar over the weekend. Um, we, it was like Godfather 3. You know, Just when we thought we were out, they pull us back in. And Connor Daly uh, over the weekend driving the 60 ride uh, for Meyer Shank Race. And how we doing, brother? Well, technically, it wasn't over the weekend. It was over the day. But it was uh, yeah, that's true. That's just true. That's a, true. A, a day of motor <laughs> racing for me. Um, you know what? What a crazy weekend. I mean, I think a lot of people got a lot of tweets too about they were looking forward to hearing about it on Speed Street. A lot saw a lot of people, uh, you know, in in Mid Ohio again. Great event. Such an awesome. You know how good of event of an event it is. Um, you know, it looked like more gr- drivers were even out than usual. I mean, it looked like everybody was going out to the campgrounds this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure because I I basically just got there Friday, like right before the practice, kind of walked around a little bit, moseyed around. I didn't really have a home to hang out in. I just kind of wandered. (laughs) Um, And uh, and yeah, but all the fans, I mean, honestly, it was cool because I I was just kind of there, you know, just playing clothes, just walking around and and a lot of people wanting to talk and and, and chat. And, uh, you know, even a lot of the crew guys, I mean, the the racing world is a family and like i feel like i've known all the crew i mean i've driven for almost (laughs) all the teams too so i know a lot of the crew guys i knew everyone there um and so it was just good to chat and good to good to actually feel uh a a lot of support a lot of support 
Um, and, uh, you know, there, there were a couple awkward moments, like when any one person asks you to sign something and they're like, uh, can you put your number on there as well? I was like, I don't have one. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not racing this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man. And he's like, wow, because some people just don't know. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, so there, there's some interesting moments, but, uh, but then, yeah. I went up to to stay about an hour away because I didn't have a hotel or anything. Uh, thankfully, my girlfriend's parents let me stay at their house, which is about about an hour north uh, towards like Cleveland. Oh wow! Um, uh, and and so crashed there. My girlfriend wasn't even there yet. She she got to just Ohio uh, recently, but I didn't really you know didn't really get to the track. Didn't really have like a super you know. Uh, strong need to get to the track very early Saturday. I was going to go home Saturday night anyway. Yeah. Um, but then obviously that morning, uh, things started changing and things started escalating um, pretty quickly. Like I assume you guys saw Simon's Simon's crash that that morning. Right. So uh, yeah, run us through the crazy. timeline when 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 Simon goes barrel yeah. rolling and thank God he's all right. Uh, when he goes barrel rolling. You know, at that moment, is somebody coming to track you down right then? Give us the timeline from when that happens to when all of a sudden, holy cow, this is looking like it's going to be a real thing. And yeah, I'm back in the car. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely get into that step by step. It was basically, um, you know, when I was driving to the track, like I I was on the the way to the track. Uh, I get it. I wasn't even watching the session. I wasn't watching live timing or anything. I was just driving. Um, and, uh, and then my, my mom actually texted me a video of her hey. watching the like coverage on Peacock, like, well, this is crazy. <laughs> and, um, and then I was obviously like scouring the internet for clips and it's like, wow, like that's the worst thing that can happen. Like as a, from a driver, like when you have brakes fail, like to have yeah. the brakes fail at the fastest point in the racetrack, uh, I mean, that's literally a driver's ultimate nightmare. And and that's what happened. You know what I mean? A brake a brake failure, uh, some some sort of small part there, but everything has to, you know, everything has to work perfectly in race cars that are pushing the limits of speed and 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 physical capability. So, um, you know, to see that like that many flips violently was was, was crazy. But then obviously seeing Simon get out, you know, I immediately I'm like, okay, great, that's awesome. And then I I kind of just I keep on driving. You know what I mean? Because, I mean. When you get out like that and like he did, you know, it's right. like, and doing interviews, you know, us as drivers, we think that's fine. You know what I mean? It's when, it's when they don't necessarily, like if they take him away in that little hospital van, that's yep. when you're like, okay, do I need to start texting people here and being like, hey, if you need someone, but he got, he got out fine. Right. Um, but, uh, but, but it does come down to the mind, right? Like we saw Jack Harvey have to miss a race because of a concussion. I believe mm-hmm. that was last year. Texas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Texas. So, you know, the IndyCar safety does such a great job looking after us and, and, and actually knowing, knowing how much concussions can do to your mind, uh, even later on in life because of my dad, like my dad has, uh, has had too many concussions in his life. And so I've seen what they can do. Uh, and obviously he's, he hit walls way back in the eighties when concussions right. were like a pillow or something that uh-huh. was a branded t-shirt or something like that. Like it, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't really as diagnosed as they are now. Um, so, you know, I, I've seen personally how that can, you know, that can affect you. So obviously IndyCar wants to keep us safe. Um, but about, I had about 30 minutes left in my drive, I would say. 
um, I get a text from uh, from a couple different people, uh, and they're like, "Are you here?" And I'm like, "Oh well, uh, I mean, I will be." Yeah, I, I'm on I the way. Like, I, I mean, be. I'm on the way. And a lot of people were asking if I had my stuff, which I did not. I did not have my helmet, did not have my suit, did not have anything. My seat wasn't even in the ECR trailer because I obviously I, I would, it out. We're, we're not there anymore. <laughs> but sometimes teams keep uh, you know other seats in their trailer depending on what happened. And mine, you know, just just didn't happen to be in the trailer this week because obviously it's still fresh. And I and I hadn't even asked them to keep it in the trailer. Um, and oddly enough, on Friday, the, the day before this all went down, Friday, I had actually asked my chief mechanic at ECR, I was like, hey, man, do you mind putting the seat in, like, in the trailer? And they were going to, like, after that weekend. So, um, you know, I appreciate them for doing that. But uh, but I, I I did get a text from Mike Shank then. Like, obviously, until you get that text from the, the yeah. team owner and, 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 and say, hey, like, just, just come. He, he just said, come see us. And I said, all right. I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I proceeded to quicken my pace to the racetrack. I mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And Ohio State Patrol, are they are very aggressive. I would say anytime I'm driving in Ohio, those guys are uh, are are always uh, looking out for the speeding, speeding folks. Thankfully, I avoided all law enforcement, uh, but I hastened my pace towards the racetrack. Um, and I didn't have a parking pass either. So I, 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 par- I just drove in, oh, shit. parked way far away and I actually ran, I ran from my car. Um, and the, I got to the track while the session was still going on. Cause you got to remember Simon's accident happened like very early on in the, in the practice session. Yeah. And I got to the track while, while the cars were still on track. Um, so I made pretty good time. Um, and I ran like with my backpack, I ran in my shorts and t-shirt uh, just to, cause I didn't, you know, obviously a lot goes through your head, right? You're like, well, there's qualifying today. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're going to try to get ready for qualifying. I don't yeah. know how Simon is yet either. Like, obviously, you know, you, you just have to be ready and, you know, hope, open Simon's okay. Um, mainly because I didn't have any of my gear there. Right. So like I, I was, I was trying to call my mother. My mother was already on, I, I called her while I was still on the way to the track. And I said, I need you to go get my stuff. And I need you to get my seat. Um, and then I and, need you to get here to middle. <laughs> and I need, yeah. But I also called my uh, friends, like I called my buddy, Jeff Gordon, not the racing driver, Jeff Gordon, but my friend, Jeff Gordon, uh, who, who has his own plane in Louisville. I said, Jeff, what do you think about flying yourself to Indy to pick up some racing gear and then dropping it off in Ohio? <laughs> and he said, well, I would, but I'm in Moab, Utah. And I was like, okay. And I was like, do you have any friends? He said, he looked at the weather because the weather that day around Ohio was awful. Like just yeah, terrible. Yeah. He's like, no one's going to fly in there. I said, all right, looks like it has to be driven here. So my mom basically just gets on the road and goes to my house. I have to FaceTime her to get my, you know, to point out which stuff that I need. Um, and, you know, I'm obviously in and out of the Mike Shank truck at this point um, because they're trying to, you know, prepare a backup car. My mom then has to go to the ECR race shop because to get my my seat and belts, uh, which were all there. They, the ECR team uh, had had someone go to the shop and and get that stuff ready for me. So I appreciate that from them. Um, but yeah, it just it just started all kicking off. It's like one thing at a time. And again, this is all really just for preparation. Like we we didn't know. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't know Mike 
you know, Mike doesn't know. Simon the results for Simon weren't out. back yet. Yeah. No, so no. And of co- precaution. Well, initially he gets checked out, right? And boom, that's that's personal. That's that's to them. You know, I'm not going to go in and ask, hey, how's your health? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's stuff you keep personal. Um, and, and, and it's still, that's a wreck that is, is going to make you hurt as well. So like, no one's going to be like, Hey man, like, how do you feel for tomorrow? It's like, Hey, Feeling give it great. Time. just so rolled like, nine times. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, we already know that the final approval is not going to come until Sunday morning anyway. Right? Like that's, that's when we have to wait for, um, but you know, that, that team is in a position to where they have to fight for every point for that car. They're trying to break into the top 22 in entry points. Um, and so that car has to run on Sunday so they can get as many points as possible. Um, so, you know, Mike, Mike was essentially just doing, doing his due diligence, doing his job and saying, Hey, if we need something, you know, let's, let's have something, let's have an option ready. Um, and, and so that's what we were doing. Few funny visuals from all, from all this that I'm just thinking about right now. One, you hauling ass from the fields out of mid Ohio, uh, down that long pathway running yes. towards the paddock. And I'm just imagining all these IndyCar fans being like, was that, was that Connor just running by <laughs> right there? That you then Beth Bowles, uh, well, one, the FaceTime, the frantic FaceTime of, because you know, I can just imagine like every mom, something's going to happen with the FaceTime. Like she's, yeah. you know, it's going to be audio only first. And then she's going to, well, it's yeah, like hang out not a big technology gal not a big technology uh-huh. gal so i'm like mother i can't see anything and she was like holding the phone against her hip you know what i mean it's like uh-huh. oh, no 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 like it's right there and she's like this one uh-huh. no no not that one that one oh <laughs> so yep imagining that and then uh imagining sweet sweet little beth bowls hauling ass on 70 all the way out to columbus you know i just think of like uh, a Beastie Boys sabotage playing in the background, and she's just weaving in and out of traffic to <laughs> do everything she can to get to Lexington, Ohio, as quickly as she can. So a few, uh, a few pretty funny pictures there. All right, so that's going down. You're preparing. They're doing the due diligence, the precaution. I mean, it. it so you said you didn't know officially until Sunday morning, right? It wasn't no. a Saturday night, hey, we're a go on Sunday. It was you're going to bed on Saturday night. I mean, did you stay at Mid-Ohio there on Saturday night then? Well, so, yeah, I mean, the the day progresses, right? The, and, and, and I got to give Mike a, a lot of credit here because he wanted me to be as prepared as possible. So, you know, I went into racing driver mode, right? Like I, we have, you know, data there to look at, obviously from the weekend so far. Um, we have, you know, some video to look at, you know, I, I was able to talk, chat with Simon's engineer, uh, Gary, who I know, you know, obviously from driving at Andretti, there's a lot of Andretti integration there, obviously, because they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're still in partnership with Andretti Autosport. Um, so, you know, got to, got to link up with those guys, uh, meet everyone there. And, and a lot of the guys on that team I've worked with before too, great people. They, they were super welcoming, um, and you know, be, because they're 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 racers, right? They they, they no matter what, they know that you know they got to go yeah. racing on Sunday. And you know, they were getting ready. You know, their their spare car. Um, but yeah, I just kind of went into work mode. I mean, for me, it was if this opportunity does come about, how do we how do we be as prepared as possible, and how do we just do the job of being the smartest possible driver in this scenario, right? Like it's it's gonna be near impossible it's just it's hard right 
they've had a whole weekend practice practice qualifying you know feel the tires feel everything um and even if we got in on sunday it would be a, a pretty that warm-up goes by real fast and right. you know going from chevrolet to honda as well very very different feeling there a lot of different systems that you got to get used to uh different steering wheels you know simon had all kinds of different controls that he likes but again it's not like we can reformat this steering wheel in a night. Um, so I'm going to have to get used to that. The steering wheel's a little bigger. You know, when I got into the car, when I eventually got my seat in the car, it didn't quite fit the same. So we had to make some adjustments there. Um, and there was just a lot. I mean, I was at the track probably until like 8.30 p.m. or No, no 8 p.m. Uh, on, on Saturday night with the team just getting fitted. Uh, you know, what suit am I going to wear? You know, we had to figure stuff like this out just in case. We wanted to get a lot of that done Saturday in case on Sunday, you know, that we 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 were going to be racing. And, you know, I went out, went to watch qualifying on Elio's stand. You know, they welcomed me in there. They were just, just trying to pay attention to how this team works, what what's going on. Um, and, you know, my my mind, like hour by hour is like, I just have no idea, but all you can do is be as ready as possible. And, and, uh, -huh. uh you know, I text Simon, you know, saying, Hey man, like, are, are, are you good? Like what's happening? And he texts me later and he says, I am feeling, feeling better, but, uh, you know, just got to wait till the morning. So I'm like, Hey, all right. You know, good, good for him. They thankfully Mike got me a hotel room. So I did, I did get a hotel room that <laughs> night. Um, thank you to Mike Shank for providing me a room. Nice. Um, so I was, you know, I was just going at it thinking, hey, in the morning, if we're going racing, we're going racing. My mom got my stuff there, my helmet, everything was ready. Um, and, you know, the team did a great job preparing everything. And, you know, if it was going to be Simon, it was going to be Simon. And if it was going to be me, they were ready for both scenarios. So it's kind of kind of crazy to have to, you know, have to do that. But sometimes our sport, uh, you know, that, that, that happens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you couldn't, what, what was the rules or the limits of what you could do uh, to prepare? I know you said that you were on Elio's stand. I know that you were having a lot of meetings with engineers and you were taking in a lot of data. Like, were you, is there any sort of setup where you can try to get like a quick sim in or like, I mean, is there anything like that going on? Or is it literally just the first time that you get in uh, the car is technically Sunday morning when you're going out for warm up? I mean, I, I, I was, when I got in on, on, on Sunday morning, like obviously Sunday morning, 7 a.m. is when, uh, is when Simon got his little checkup, right? Mm -hmm. So 7 a.m., um, you know, Mike, uh, I, I show up to the track, obviously 7.30, quite early, uh, and uh, Mike says, hey, uh, you're in. And I said, all right, well, here we go. Um <laughs> And I mean, it's a lot like, like for me, I obviously can't wait because I, you, you start to look at things, you start to see how things work. You start to look at data and video and, um, and, and, and things that as a, you know, I've, I've done a lot of IndyCar races now, right? I've done over, yeah. you know, over a yeah. hundred IndyCar races. Um, 
And a lot of it over the last four years has been in the same environment. It's been in the same environment, other than the races that I've done at Carlin, you know, the, in, in 2020 and 2021, uh, you know, obviously did a couple races with Carlin, uh, and that was a different environment for sure. And, and, and what, what people sometimes still say, and I, and I wish our fans and, and people who are more casual supporters would get in their head is that each team really is quite different. And this is not a spec racing series. It's, it's, it's not, there are a lot of things you can do differently. Um, there are things that are very important on the cars, which I've mentioned a lot on this program, like dampers that are completely open, um, and completely open for development, do whatever you want to do, as long as they fit on the car and you can make them work. Um, and so, you know, and, and even between the manufacturers too, as well, obviously, uh, they're, they're very, very competitive, but, and they both, you know, I obviously, I was not going to be led into the secret realm, right? Like I was not, not going to be given all the juice. Um, but just the way things feel, um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be different. So, I I I I, I want to just I, I can't stress enough to people where, you know these these situations and a lot of the people that you know judge the my my haters obviously will be like well I didn't do anything P twenty or whatever that that I can get into more but it it's as a racing driver who gets so used to one situation for years and it's and it's not a bad situation just a different situation right yeah a different feel feel is so important when you're pushing race cars to the absolute limit of control and capability and when that feel like when you get in and you're like i have to drive this thing as fast as possible and that feel underneath your butt cheeks is very different you're like wow okay like all of what your habits have been, all of what you're be, you've been trying to fix or trying to avoid changes, and you have to become a bit of a different driver. Um, and you know, to have just thirty minutes to do that in a warm up, very difficult. <laughs> um, so it, it's, uh, and 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 I and I can promise you, if you ask any other driver this, you know, Oriel Servia, I talked to him right before I got into the warm up and or after the warm up, and he's like, yeah, man. People have no idea how different these opportunities can be. You know, Oriel Servia had to jump in a Penske car uh, for Will Power or, uh, in, in St. Petersburg, I believe, 2000, 2016 or 17 or something like that way back in the day. Uh, that's not way back in the day. But, I was uh, going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but the, the different philosophies, the different situations, the different setups, the different equipment, different stuff, right? It's just different. Yeah. We're never going to say one better than the other, but- Obviously, you notice that some groups do do better than others, right? So that there is there is that as well. That but that's always going to be racing. Teams are always going to be different. Teams are always going to be you know in a certain tiered system of how well they can do. Uh, IndyCar obviously makes it closer than all other racing championships. Like all of our teams are much closer than other championships, but it's the small small things that make the biggest differences. And and, and it was pretty wild to get in there for that warm up and just just begin to get into it all right like here we go the, yep. the, this this car does this the clutches react like this uh you know because pit stops are super important too like charging the box but my you know my hand is in a different position for the clutch and you're you know the buttons are a little bit you know different to what i'm used to but you have to get used to that right away which is kind of it's it's kind of kind of crazy incredibly difficult and you know yeah. what i just realized is <laughs> you 
you really got to live out every race fan's dream this weekend. Like <laughs> you're at the racetrack on Friday and Saturday, and then and Sunday morning, holy cow, I'm 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 racing the car. I'm in the <laughs> in the race because you even said on Friday I saw your post. You're like race fan because you're out at the track and you were watching. Uh, you know, the cars go yeah. around. Then there you go. By the end, uh, due to the circumstances, you know, all the people that are out there camping are like, holy cow, uh, if they can get a two-seater ride on Sunday morning, that's a dream. So it's like if you go out there and you can actually race one of them bad boys, uh, that that's a race fan dream right there. Um, so you get the warm-up and you get that brief time to, to get everything together um, and try to get your hands in the right position and figure out the feel of the car and everything. Um now hopping into the race, man. I mean, what like obviously, um, you know, a mover and shaker for sure, up seven spots um, from the back of the pack. Uh, what do you feel, man? How, how was it? Uh, what'd you take away <laughs> from your time driving the sixty and uh, be, being back in the IndyCar? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the warm up, we were twelfth quickest, which is like, which yeah. was wild. Like, and obviously, we we were very tire rich, so like we had a new set of tires to run, um, but we got caught in traffic because everyone. You know, everyone's trying to run their tires out, and I was trying to get a good lap. Um, but for me, like like being 12th in the warm-up, if I look at, like, and and I had said afterwards in an interview that I was, like, the best warm-up that I've had all season. It was me personally, really. But it's because we push hard in the warm-up. Every, every, every driver pushes hard in the warm-up. Like, obviously, the warm-up doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're first or last in the warm-up. Yeah. It, it literally, there's no judgment at all because you could be working on all kinds of different things, trying to figure out how much your tires degrade. Everyone goes out full of fuel. So, you know, it, it's 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 a bit of a, a roll of the dice. There's not much to be able to tell from that. But knowing how hard I've pushed in warm-ups, every race, really every race, um, and, and, and certainly this year, and, and kind of where I've seen... Uh, myself be it's like man like we, we we've usually been you know pr- pretty far I would say I would say consistently I, I've, I've been pretty far back in the warm-ups and I've been trying pretty hard and you know for me obviously we had a little you know a uh, 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 deep like basically got out two laps on the reds um, didn't quite get the best out of them but we were 12th and I was like man that was like not it, it just it just came it came to me much easier I would say and and that's not a a it's not a dig at anywhere else it was just a difference it's just pure a difference a different feel um and, and and i really really enjoyed driving it there's there's you can when you get in something and you feel the potential of it you're like wow there can be a lot here um and so i think the team was pleased with it we got as much running in as we could but yeah going to the race i mean we can only go forward right we really want to be you know you, you want to be heroic yeah. you want to have a great drive but this series is so good that it's, you know, unless you, uh, you know, uh, w- unless you've been in this game a long time and you you're, you and your team know exactly how you're going to go from the back to the front, like Patter did a great job, you know, 25th to 8th, uh, you know, they nailed the strategy, he made the right moves. Um, but, you know, as someone who is in a position where I'm learning for the first 40 laps, essentially, uh, we, we weren't. We, it was almost impossible to ask us to do that. Um, but I think once we, you know, once we got into it, it was a big learning experience, you know, in, in dirty air. Like I hadn't ever felt how that car drove in dirty air before. Right. And, and mm-hmm. in dirty air, these cars, in my experience, have changed quite a lot in the past. Um, so it, it was something that, you know, I got held up a ton 
by Benjamin Peterson at the beginning. You know, when we all when we pitted uh, at that first yellow uh, to get the red tires off, um, you know, I had passed Benjamin at the start, but then lost it to him in the pits because I I, I was too slow into the pit box just trying to make sure that I I got in and and got into this new group of people that I hadn't worked with before. Right. Um, and uh, so so we lost it in the box, and then. Yeah, just spent way too many laps behind Benjamin. That that killed our race from the start. Uh, because if it's green the rest of the way, uh, you know, you can't lose any time on track. And really, but again, it's a different, I can't stress this to people enough, it's a different art of overtaking when you're in a different manufacturer, when you're in a different car. The cars have different areas of strength in the corner. Uh, and the and the engines are, are very different too, right? Like they... They were very, they're both very, very similar. We see at Indy every year, right? Like there's Hondas and Chevys. Both yep. of them do a great job, but there, but there is a difference, right? Like there is a difference, especially on road courses, like how the power is applied, how, you know, what, what's the, what's the acceleration, like all this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and none of it being bad, but it's just different, right? And when everyone that I was driving against in that motor race has, has, you know, had raced two weeks ago, right? I've, I've been out of it a little bit, not too long. Um, but it just is something that you have to learn on the fly. Didn't have a practice session to get used to it. You know, had a warm up. Um, so that was a challenge. But man, I felt really good after the race. Uh, you know, getting through. Once we got by Benjamin, we started passing people. We got by a couple, you know, Santino then. We had Augustine Canapino then. We had another. He just kind of kept going, kept moving forward. Uh, team was calling the right strategy. You know, we're doing what we could do. But going green the whole way too at Mid-Ohio also very tough physically like yeah that race that race is hard you saw most of the drivers post their heart rates after this race because it, it was so challenging and man i hadn't been in the car in a month like I, we, I, we, I keep training like i stay busy but it's hard to jump in a new car and and you know sometimes the steering is a different weight things things are you know you're not quite fitting as well your head pads are a little bit different um and the suit that I was in, I think, wasn't as breathable. I was in a crew suit that was a bit baggy. Yeah. Um, so there was just a lot of things. Again, all of these things add up. I don't think people realize as well how hard this game is. You have to have everything perfect to be yep. have the perfect day. And yep. so when all of these things are just new and different, it, it, it it's it's you're just not quite as refined right because you you don't you physically have not had the time to do that so again i i i felt great as we kept going because as we went we got better and better we got faster and faster and on the last two stints the time that we made up we made up something like 13 seconds on the field or some something absurd and you know fastest lap of the race was fast it was about 12 13 14 fat 12th to 14th is where we we saw our overall pace was, uh, which is okay for a first timer. Right. Um, but uh, but it just felt really good to run people down. You know, ran down my teammate Elio Castroneves. Um, you know, he, he was great to have as a teammate. Honestly, really really appreciate him and and him racing me uh, fair and and the team racing helping us out there. And then running down Ryan at the end of the race was obviously something that I really really wanted to do. Uh, I think. Meyer Shank Racing put out a tweet that Mike was, or that Mike Shank on the radio said, that's the 20 car in front of you at the end. And, the, and, and yeah, obviously I wanted to catch that car uh, for, for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, because we're racing competitors, but did you, did you guys happen to pay attention? Did you, did you, did anyone see, 
I assume people saw that uh, we were getting towards the 20 and it was like, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. Like we're moving forward. Yeah, they had a mention of it and they were talking about <laughs> it on, uh, on on the USA uh, broadcast, you know, just because, yeah, it's a great it's a great storyline. I mean, following you, you you were obviously a big storyline throughout, um, you know, once Simon's uh, accident happened, um, just with kind of the speculation and all he's here and, and then, you know, in the race when that happened, that, that definitely was the case uh, when you were chasing down the 20 uh, and rightfully so. <laughs> now, would you, would you like, and I said to my buddy, I was at Billy Max watching it and I was like, uh, or I can't remember who I said this to, but... Uh, would you liken it to kind of, you know, how in football, um, you know, there's there's guys every year in preseason, right, where they're like, uh, hey, they're they're put everything's on tape. You're putting it all on tape. Uh, you know, the eye in the sky is always watching. So let's say, you know, if, if it didn't work out with that team, well, they had this this tape that they put together and their action that they got uh, in preseason game three. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the New York Giants, Giants come calling, right? Like another team comes calling because they're like, oh, we saw we saw what he did on tape there, and uh, we like this guy. We want to. Would you liken this experience for you on Sunday to that? Like, hey, you know, like all those things you said, I, I all these adjustments I got to do, all these things I had to get all this stuff ready in a warm up session. I come in in a one day's notice, uh, you know, and I'm passing cars and I'm moving and shaking and I'm I'm up piece, you know, uh, seven spots uh, from from where I started at the at the back. Um, do you liken it to that? Like, you're like, Hey, hey you know, I, I know this probably isn't going to be our, our weekend or our day today, but what I'm doing right now is, is showing people that I'm wheeling it. Yeah. It, it, it's a tough challenge. I would say the people who know, know. I would say like Marshall Pruitt wrote a great article. I really appreciate him doing that. He called me right after the race. Um, and I would say, the people who don't know just don't dive into it enough. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, sadly, I got into the Facebook comments, which is a place that I really need to never go. No, uh, Facebook come on, comments man. on articles. Come but on, man. It's just it's dumb people. Like that the the people who don't understand, like the people who are like, well, P twenty that sucks, and he you know he got he got fired because he wasn't getting the results, and it's like I don't think people understand that like these every team is different. And, like, was anyone saying that to Kyle Kirkwood last year, right? Like, Kyle Kirkwood had no results to write home about last year, but everyone and, knew Kyle Kirkwood was good, and he got to Andretti, boom, race winner, right? So, like, it's 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 something you cannot say. But sadly, because it's been a couple years in a row of that, people either that are fresh to the sport or who don't know, um, you know, it, it's every... Every situation can be different. Every situation could also bring something out of a driver that that they didn't know that they had because of something that, you know, that that allows you to drive more like how you think you can drive or how you know mm-hmm. you can drive in in in, in certain cases. Um, you know, we we see a lot of times driver switch teams or drivers go from one situation to another and and either the environment helps or or the way the car is is purely uh you know feels is is a is a benefit um and so all i would say is the people who know know the fans that have paid attention to my career since i i was winning a lot um you know on the way up and and through everything i've done in my career uh and even my rookie year in indycar you know being on the podium you know and 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 racing well 
you know, the, the people who know, know, and that's fine. I don't need to appeal to the people who, who don't care enough to research things, so like to look into oh, why no, are these things happening. I, I, I wasn't talking about, you know, the fan, fans or people like no, that. No, I was and I'm, talking about the team or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, but I, I was I was getting to that too. Like, I, I think, like, in general, I wanted to say that, but like, but even there, there could be folks that, that are even up higher in the racing uh, you know, world that, that might think that as well. So, you know, I, I know that there are people that still believe in me in this paddock. I, I think, um, you know, when I got out of that car and I talked to those guys, I said, man, th there's so much potential here. And, and it, it felt good to, to, to think about how much work I've done over the last, you know, over the last, well, my whole career, right. And trying to make the best of every weekend possible, trying to be the best that I can be fixing mistakes that I've made, working on me as a driver. Um, when you get into a new situation like that, it's almost like a, just a refresher. It, it, it just, it makes you feel like, well, you're not crazy, first of all, because and there is something that can be, you know, different. And again, this isn't meant to be a, uh, a, a this isn't meant to be anything that is, is, uh, you know, saying anything bad about any, like people kept saying like, oh, he's throwing shade I'm not. If I say something is different, it's just because it's different, right? Like, I'm not, I never once said, wow, this is like way better than what sure. I've been driving. Like, it's like, no, it's just, it's a different thing that revitalizes my spirit inside of the car because it is different, right? And so it's a different operation. It's a, it's a completely different stratosphere, different manufacturer, everything. So, you know, I want to make sure that's clear that people understand that the, the difference and, and sometimes things can suit people better in different situations. And I, I hope Mike Shank and, and that whole group, I mean, they were just super supportive, but obviously this is not, as soon as Simon's better, he's back in there, right? And that's that's how it should be. Simon's a champion in every, in every sense of the word. But yes, maybe this does help in any scenario moving forward. I think still, as I mentioned on a show before, the only way I'm gonna get a ride anywhere is if I come with a sponsor, I wish that wasn't the case. Um, but, uh, but you know, I'm going to work to be the most appealing candidate possible. Uh, and I do think this weekend helped. I, and I, I think certainly in that organization, it did help as well. And yeah. you got to remember that Mike Shanks got a great sports car team as well. So if I think of my career further down the road too, you know, hopefully that there's, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a remembrance to, uh, you know, to what I, what I did in mid Ohio, but that team, it was a complete joy to work with. Uh, knew a lot of those folks there. Uh, they had a lot of work on their plate, and they and they did it all incredibly well. Um, and I liked the pink car. I thought it was great. I I thought, I thought it looked good. Yeah, man. I said I, I said I said you man. You look the pink looks good on you. It was a nice uh, nice <laughs> change of pace. You know, it did it, the the color scheme and everything was cool. I liked it. Um, you know, what's funny too was I, I Elio was we were watching the car get put back together. And, uh, and Elio, Elio mentioned to me, he said, Hey, I got to tell you something. I said, all right, well, what do we got? He's like, uh, that's the car I won the fourth Indy 500 in. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, damn. You guys didn't put that in a museum or anything? He's like, nope, that's it. And so I was like, I was driving Elio's fourth Indy 500 winning <laughs> that's car. That's cool. So he's like, uh, don't wreck it, my a, friend. <laughs> and then like five other members of the team told me that the, the same weekend. I was like, Ooh, well. Better keep this one in one piece. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, like man, this is a this is a pretty special <laughs> machine right here. So, 
Wow, that's pretty wild. cool to uh, to get to do that. Elio, Elio is a great, great guy, man. Full of energy, full of positivity. Uh, what a teammate. I mean, I, yeah. I've been, I've had a lot of teammates down my life, but uh, to have Elio Castroneves in the office, um, well, it's hilarious because he's old, but also yeah. because uh, he was a guy that I looked up to uh, growing up, and uh, doesn't look a day over, you know, twenty four and a half. Uh, but man, he's got a lot of experience and it was, it was cool to be able to bounce things off of him for sure as a teammate. Well, yeah, dude, we were in second grade when he won his first Indy 500. So, <laughs> oh man, <you> know. <laughs> that is a tough yeah, they, look. They, they threw that look. on the peacock, <laughs> uh, you know, lead dippy. You know. And here's a flashback to 2001 in Ohio where Elio Castroneva, I was like, oh my God, oh, he won, won baby. He, oh, one. What a year for Elio. Jesus. Oh, I would have been a ripe one. Like four months old if it makes you guys feel any better. Oh, wow. fuck you. Producer Jeez. Ben, four months old when Elliot was I didn't know you were first. that young, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, I was born 01. Wow. Yep. 01, great year. Great, great year. year. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I remember very much from the year 2001, and our producer was shitting his pants. So there you go. That's good. Um, all right. Well, that's a. I mean, what a weekend. Um, yeah. It really, really took a turn, uh, you know, and um, it was great to see you back out there, man. It really was great to to, to cheer you on. Um, and it was just like you said last week, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Can't be that. And there you go. Yeah. You, you know, you, you made your way over there and uh, there you have it. You're you're racing again. So, and I, I can promise it. I let I le- now my seat and belts are in the Meyer Shank trailer and uh, my helmet is now staying there for the foreseeable future. Uh, just, just so it's there, just so we have some, you know, we're, we're putting stuff in trailers now to have it there and to have it, to, to have it, have a home. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I got to get your your thoughts here real quick on what we're seeing from Alex Pillow because, um, man, I you know I've been on the record many a times uh, giving a hard time to our friends uh, at Formula One about how oh let's get our popcorn and watch <laughs> Max Verstappen win again you know and uh, now all of a sudden uh, over the last five races or so it's it's feel like Alex Below is making me eat my words a little bit here man I mean this is this is a pretty insane run yeah it was wild obviously you know we with with a full green flag race like that the leader is eventually going to catch those uh, you know who started towards the back. Um, and you know, when they, uh, when my spotter told me, uh, the leaders coming, and this is as I was trying to pursue Elio, I was like, man, I got to put some space between me and the leader. And eventually I got to Elio and, and the leader was also, and I looked back and I was like, of course it's Alex below again. I was like, <laughs> no way. And they were like, yeah, he's got a big lead on everyone else. And I was like, oh, okay. So thankfully like Alex wasn't too um, wasn't too worried about getting by me. He was, uh, and, and I talked to him. Uh, I'm going to talk to him this week too. Cause, uh, I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I was like, I was really trying to hustle. And, you know, thankfully I got around to Elio and never really saw Alex until I caught, uh, until I caught Ryan again. 
because yeah. um, once I passed Elio, I pulled. I, I basically get, pulled five seconds in in five laps to try to catch Ryan. And uh, I, I was, I was like, oh, just I'm just thankful to not see Alex blow my mirror anymore because I didn't want to be that right. you know, that guy. But um, but he has been unbelievable. I mean, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, when you get in your window, when you find that window of what works at every single track that you go to, um, I mean, that's that's impressive in this field. I I, I don't know if I, I I I wish I wish I knew obviously what they were doing to find that, but um, talk about a mistake-free effort. Uh, the team giving him everything he needs. The driver giving everything he needs to the team. Um, and you know, this is something that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, it's something that I honestly think is, is, is good. I I don't see it being bad for us because it is cool to talk about. And like, let's say, let's say Alex Pillow after this season gets to go to formula one. Great for IndyCar. I I think that's great for IndyCar. Um, he's young enough. He's, uh, he's got all the, you know, he's got, he's got the juice. He's got everything behind him. Um, and even if he wants to stay in IndyCar after a season like this, you could stay in IndyCar forever. You could go right. to any team and they'd be <laughs> yeah. like, yep, come on in. We're going to roll out the red carpet for you. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah. um, so, so it, it's, it's pretty cool to see. And honestly, I, I got to talk to Alex a lot more recently. I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start training with his trainer as well. Um, here we in go. Indy. So, you know, I, he, he's a great dude. And I, I think he he deserves it. He's putting in the work. He's a nice dude, but also I love that he starts you know telling people off if they're if they're messing him up. You know what I mean? I, I like that he, uh, you know, if, if you know him and Renus got into it a little bit uh, at, at a couple places, and like he'll he'll definitely speak his mind. So I, I respect that. Uh, I respect that out of Alex as well. Yeah, dude. It's uh, really this has been insane. I mean. Yeah, it's been well documented, but, you know, going back to the GP in May, uh, first, fourth, you know, with a pole at Indy in there, and then first, first, first. I mean, I I, I tweeted it uh, during the race on Sunday. I just said, Alex Below is inevitable. I mean, just because yeah. this last two months, it just, it seems like no matter what the situation, what track, what course, where he starts, he he's just got to be there. And, and I yeah. kick myself every time because I see him at plus three hundred or plus three fifty. I'm like, surely it's gonna <laughs> run. Surely it's gonna run out this week, right? Not gonna happen again. I get pillow fatigue and I don't bet on him, and I just, you know, I waste money. Tough look so for that, you. Tough yeah, look so, for you. Yeah. So, so that kills me. So everybody learn from my mistake and just <laughs> play the safe bet and just play pillow there. Um, yeah, what a run, what a run. All right, um, do we want to get into the new segment that we're cooking around here, or do you want to go to yeah. Milo? What do you want to do? No, yeah, we're gonna let's get into this new segment because we're still talking about Mid Ohio. We wanna we wanna try something here. We're gonna basically have we're gonna call it uh, not a, we're not gonna go with the power ranking system because people people do that all the time. Uh, but we've come up with three different categories. We've come up with three tiers, three tiers of drivers, and we picked twelve mm-hmm. random drivers from the IndyCar race. Um, and you know we could even throw in if you want at the end. We're gonna throw in maybe some. Um, some honorable mentions, maybe I don't know some drivers from other series, or either just humans from other series that we want to throw in each category. We've cool. got uh, we've got the milk category. Milk category is tier one, obviously because well, milk is the winner's beverage. Yeah, milky. Um, hmm. Tier two is the hungry dogs got to eat tier. Hungry dogs got to eat, mm-hmm. uh, which you know 
that's kind of like, hey, we're almost there. The hungry dogs, they're 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 coming. Sure. And uh, tier three is yikes. Tier three is yikes. Self-explanatory. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, if you've seen my Twitch streams over the last few years, uh, yikes was a big moment for me. Big, big, big word. Um, so we're also going to have we're we're all three going to do this. Um, the drivers that we have to choose from for these categories. Uh, we have Alex Pillow, we have Christian Lundgaard, David Malukas, Patricio Award, Alex Rossi, Colton Herter, Renus VK, Marcus Erickson, Benjamin Peterson, Kyle Kirkwood, Joseph Newgarden, and Graham Rayle. So 12 drivers to choose from. We're going to basically put four in each because that's math. Um, and we might have the same. We might have different ones. Um, so I'm going to go first as I give my uh, uh, co-hosts. And feel free to let us know who you want to put in your categories. Um I think the first pick for me, uh, a very, very simple uh, for the for the milk category, um, is Alex Pillow. I mean, Alex Pillow, dominant in every in every sense of the word. Uh, didn't get the poll, but guess what? The poll doesn't pay. So I, it's you know Sunday is what pays, and he he nailed it on Sunday. As we just talked about, the guys the guys incredible. So that's my number one in the uh, in the milk category. The milk tier, uh, and the hungry hungry dogs got to eat tier. Now this is that you could go with several different ones here, and I had a difficulty choosing. But the first one I'm going to put put in this category is um, is is Pato Award. Pato Award went from 25th to eighth. Uh, impressive drive there. Impressive drive, especially on a green flag race. Uh, as I mentioned, you know if you get stuck in traffic like I did. Uh, you you have a lot to make up, and he did it, and he did a great job. Uh, so that's 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 my first hungry dog, um, and the yikes. I mean, again, this is first first round pick of the yikes category. Sadly, it's <laughs> Benjamin Peterson this week. Uh, Benjamin Peterson looked like he was going to get punched by every single driver in the field afterwards. Um, you know, I, I I like I like Benjamin a lot, um, and, and he's a great guy. His mother actually helped me out with insulin as well i didn't have enough insulin for the whole weekend and his mother is a fellow type 1 diabetic so she helped me out but uh oh, that's you know, it was nice. tough 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 race for benjamin so that that's my tier one that's my tier one of picks yeah i saw that clip of uh scotty mack uh just given <laughs> given uh, benjamin peterson an absolute earful right there in the pit box <laughs> uh after the race it looked like scotty mack wanted to put him in a headlock kind of wished he would have yeah uh just because that would have been fun to watch i might you know of course, I so I, I don't dive into comments with stuff about me because I've learned long ago not to do that. Which Connor, I'm hoping that you follow suit because it's just not good for anybody's <laughs> mental health. But no, number two, I will I will go into comments about things that uh, aren't about me that I'm interested to see kind of how the the general you know people are reacting to. And I saw a lot of people responding to that, being like, well, "Benjamin Peterson has every right to defend his spot, and Benjamin Peterson has he's just racist, blah blah blah." And I felt like that's just kind of childish. Like they were kind of, chi- you know, they, they they were coming at Scotty Mack talking about, you know, well, you just need to learn how to pass him. That's his right to defend. I'm like, that kind of seems like, you know, when your 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 <laughs> little sibling, like, uh, you know, if you tell your little sibling to like stop doing that, they're like, you're not my parent. You can't tell me to do. You're not my parent. It's like, okay, yeah, that I guess that's technically true, but like, shut the hell up. Like, no, you know, there's there's just a time and a place. So I, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of that, and it kind of just bugged me because I'm like, all right, 
you know, these drivers are pissed about it. They're the ones in the race. They're the ones driving. They're the ones who are pros at it. I think we should probably listen to them and why it pisses them off and why it's annoying. Not just be like armchair Twitter person being like, oh, it's his, it, he can defend. Stop crying about it. He can defend his, 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 his spot. <laughs> I don't know. I just found that really annoying. So I don't know if you saw any of that. But oh, yeah. There are always people like that. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole different discussion. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's why I just don't there's dive defending in. There's defending and then there's uh, understanding where you're at. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so I'm going to go. I, I feel like you can't really go milk anywhere else besides Pelot. I mean, it's the winner's drink. And I mean, he's yep. dominated, you know, so it's just got to go there. Uh, my hungry dog's got to eat. I'm going to go with uh, Christian Lingard. And there you go. Um, because, you know, we it's been well documented this whole year. Uh, uh, you know, we had Jack Harvey on a few, few weeks ago. Um, you know, but it's been a struggle for, for RLL, you know, and, um, I think you look at Christian in the past two weeks, especially, you know, he's really, he's really finding his groove on these road courses and I know he made it into the fast 12. Right. But I still feel like now, um, RLL, anytime they're out there at the current status, if they can get a top five finish coming up from wherever, um, I think that's a pretty good day. And uh, I think Christian Lingard has, has been wheeling it, and I think he's hungry, and, he, and he's showing it when he's out there. I love um, that. That's a good pick, honestly. I, I, it's tough to put. I, I might. Ha- yeah, it's tough to tough to grade each one, but I, I, I that's a good one. That's definitely yeah. a good one. I mean, definitely. You know, Paddle won the biggest biggest mover uh, award, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, twenty fifth up to eighth, just knifing through everybody. You know, doing paddle award things, and and you know, I, I the fellows on the broadcast are talking about you know those those are the kind of things you want to see from paddle, right? Is is a a calculated, mature, not trying to absolutely send it to be a hero, like just say, hey, look, you know, we 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 messed up in qualifying, we had a bad go in qualifying, we're starting twenty fifth, we get a top ten out of this, that that's a hell of a drive, um, which I agree, but you know, just like I said, I think the circumstances is you know, Christian's shown the last two races, he's hungry, man, he's getting up there. And uh, he's fighting with the big dogs. Um, and then my yikes, unfortunately, my well, yeah, my yikes is going to go to Colton Herta. Oh. Um, <laughs> Dang, because, putting him in the yikes category. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I mean, he's he's been, he's been, he's had great Saturdays for the last two weekends. It's true. And he's obviously, you know, he's been pole and he doesn't have a result to show for it. Yeah. And you start pole and you don't even finish in the top 10. Um, Drive-through penalty, speeding penalty. Tough. Speeding penalty is, is, is a tough go for our pal Colton. And, and and I was ready. I was like texting my friends. I was like, I think this might be Colton's day, you know, because he's been back-to-back polls, you know, uh, and it just felt like maybe it is. And um, it was the exact opposite of that. So, uh, unfortunately, my yikes this week is, is going to the 26 car. Well, you know what? That's all right. We uh, we can put whoever we want in this. That's the fun of it. Um, all right, I'm going to go back to putting people in the milk category. We are going to go with, um, I think, honestly, this might be underrated, but David Malukas is going in the in the milk category for me. Uh, finishing sixth, and yeah. he has had a rough year. And I think people, we realize David Malukas has been really good. Uh, I saw his dad before the race as well. Great dude. Um and also, David had like literally mentioned during the weekend that he's not coming back to coin next yeah. year. I was like, that's a bold move, brother. Bold move. Just but, lays uh, it out there. <laughs> but when you when you finish that well, when you have a good result like that, it's 
I, I don't know. I, I like to see that. So that's why I'm putting him in the milk category. Uh, give him the milk uh, for a good day for a team that has struggled. And again, he put in an absolute whomping on his teammate, Stingray, Bill, Stingray Bob. Uh, Stingray Rob, I know, but I Stingray Bob's fun to say. Um, the hungry dog got to eat category. Let's go with the, uh, I think for me, um, I'm also, this was a tough one, but Graham Ray Hall for me was a hungry dog. Graham Ray Hall put it on the front row. Uh, I, I think that was, that was amazing to see his interview afterwards or pe- what he was saying after people thinking, forgetting he knew how to drive. Um, I enjoyed that. He had a tough pit stop too. Not his fault. Uh, tough pit stop oh, to put him yeah. put him down. Uh, that was brutal, but still, you know, still overall as a performance, great for Graham. And uh, for me, uh, yikes, Marcus Erickson. Marcus Erickson, no more top ten streak. Uh, just a tough mistake. Uh, that was that's rough, man. When you're when you're trying to fight for a a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was a big yikes, big yikes moment for Marcus. I, I and when I saw that too, like I, I'm obviously going through turn, uh, turn six there, and I'm like, whoa, there's a car flying. And I I came around, I was like, oh, that was Marcus. Like I was like, wow, so crazy to see that. Um, so those are my those are my next three for uh, for that category there. It kind of felt right in a way that like you know he balanced himself out because he went. Marcus literally Erickson in Nashville and then ended up winning that race. And then he went Marcus literal Erickson again this weekend and finished dead last. So you kind of, yeah. all right, you, you <laughs> had the win. Now you finish what probably should have been when you go in the air like that. Uh, that was going to be my next yikes as well, Connor. Um, just we were watching, there's a lot of people there, you know, un, you know, uncharacteristic mistake and Marcus Erickson kind of diving in and yada yada. And so, uh, yeah, finishing last, that really hurt him. My hungry dog <laughs> got to eat, goes to Connor Daly. Oh, all right. The CD in there. Uh, y'all being. I'm not being... even on the list, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about the list that you gave us. Damn, that's my bad. I didn't want to include myself in this. Honorable mention. <laughs> well, I mean, you come can on. Me, I can make honorable mention. I'll, I can do that one. <laughs> no, screw it. Different circumstances. Right, yeah, just, just put yeah, it in you there. Made, yeah, you came in, put you it sat in there. there, your first time in the ride at a brand new ride, you know, different manufacturer, all those things you mentioned. And uh, you're, you're, you're going through the field and you're making moves. And, um, you were hungry, man. You you wanted to get back Thank out you. there. I was you got hungry. back out there, and you 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 passed uh you know the 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 former ride of yours, and uh, you know we're up we're up seven spots. So hungry dog got to eat to Connor, um, and then milk, milky, 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 milky. I'm gonna go Graham. I'm gonna give Graham a milk All just right, because he was on the front qualifying. You know, yeah. like you said, like that was qualifying. big. Yeah. Big. Qualifying big. is big, man. He, and that's been, I think, his area where he struggled the most this year is qualifying. He's always had, he ends up having decent races, but man, solid. Yeah, yeah. So milk there for Graham, even though the result wasn't what he wanted on Sunday. Putting it on the front row. Um, uh, yeah, it was good to see. All right, we've got two more rows. Got a couple drivers left. So I'm going to give the milk. Um, there's not many drivers left that I can give the milk to. Um <laughs> But uh, I'm going to go with Lundgaard. I'm going to go with Christian Lundgaard. He's still on my list. Uh, nice. Lundgaard gets the milk for, again, being consistently up front for Ray Hall um, and just always throwing moves that it just look like they're good moves. So good for Christian getting some milk. Uh, hungry Dog's got to eat. Um, let's go with... Uh, Oof, man, I got a lot of people that I want to put in the yikes category and not yeah, many drivers dude. left, but <laughs> I'm going to go 
I'm going to go with Kyle Kirkwood because Kyle Kirkwood had a spin um, and he had to still fight back. Not a great result overall. Not a great result. But Kyle Kirkwood, again, putting himself up front. uh, Again, it could be a yikes. It could almost be a yikes. Um, But Kyle Kirkwood going in the Hungry Dogs category. Uh, And for me, yikes. Uh, Colton is my next yikes. That is my next yikes. When I I did, I did have him third on the list of the yikes category, um, because again, man, it's, it's so fast in qualifying, and and I and I you know having access to, you know his, uh, I could see kind of what he was doing. Um, you know, it's it's it, it's impressive and tough look for him. So that's that's my uh, that's my yikes for the for the for the for the afternoon. I've only got three drivers left, and it's going to be interesting to see where they fall. <laughs> yeah, I, God, dude, I don't know. I this is this our first is a tough time. one. I like this I like first, this game. I know this uh, is our uh, first uh, time doing this segment, doing this game, and it's like you kind of got to just like fourth tier of milk. They might have actually had a tough day, but you have to find some reasons to put them in there. Yeah, uh, milk. Okay, I'll go my fourth tier milk. I'll go with Rossi uh, just because you know it wasn't a great day, but it wasn't you know it's just another top ten for him. Um, I didn't think he made the fast twelve, did he? In no, he was thirteenth, I believe. Yeah, so he's just outside of that, but you know, worked his way to just a steady top ten. Um, you know, so I give 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 some milk to old Rossi man. Um, hungry dog got to eat. I'll give it to your former teammate Renus, just because I feel like at the very end of the race, we got a lot of because Plo is so far out in front, we got a lot of like middle of the pack um, action that we were watching and that they were talking about because there was nothing of interest to watch up front. Um, now, if I remember correctly, Renus was kind of wheeled it, going three wide, four wide, trying to avoid Devlin. Um, yeah. And, and was really, you know, still being very racy um, with like three laps to go, all to battle for like 15th. Um, so I'll give Hungry Dog there uh, to VK. Um, and then I haven't done Peterson yet, so that's an easy one for me. Peterson's yikes, obviously, there because everybody <laughs> wanted to punch him in the face. Saved him for tier four, the fourth run. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So to wrap this up here soon, I'm going to go. Uh, I got three drivers left. Uh, milk. I'm obviously, I, I milk. I'm going to actually give to, uh, I'm going to give to Renus. I'm going to give it to Renus because I know what he is dealing with. And I know that uh, it is a challenge, and and he finished fourth there last year. To, so to finish fifteenth is definitely tough. But I know it's a battle, and he's he's still fighting, and he's still racing hard, and he's doing the best he can in the situation yep. that he's in. And uh, and he beat his teammate once again. You know, I think he's beat the twenty car. Well, I've been there. I've been there, so I know how much he's beaten me. Yeah. Uh, we were like we were like four to seven and or four to three in races, but. Uh, you know, his job is to is to is to beat that guy. So he did it. And, uh, you know, we were about even when I uh, departed. Uh, and now he's ahead of, of beating the 20 car in the races. So uh, good for Renus there. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Rossi in the Hungry Dogs because Rossi nice. is what I what I find interesting about Alex is he hasn't that he hasn't had that major, major like, boom, we're going to win yet. Yep. But Alex is still in the top ten in points. Like Alex is still there. Yep. He's still hunting. Uh, he probably hasn't found everything he wants yet out of that machine, but he's there. And this is going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. Joseph is my last yikes. Ah, Joseph yeah. Newgarden. Yeah, my weird, last weird yikes. weekend. Weird um, weekend. I, I don't know what to say, uh, other than 
I mean, you could put him always in the milk category because he is the Indy 500 champion. Uh, but hey, you know, when you're in Penske and when you see Scott McLaughlin and, and Will Power, you know, Joseph was the, he was the, he was the last Penske guy this weekend. Yeah. So he was the rock uh, of the litter. Interesting. That's got to be a yikes for me. That's got to be a yikes as a pure speculative person. Pure, yeah. this is, we're speculators right now. Yeah. I mean, just call it what it is. Didn't make it in the fast 12. And he was the last set of the three Penske cars with, you know, both of them more on podium and top five. And it was just a weird weekend. Yeah. You know? well, a so, weekend where Joe just wasn't, wasn't really a factor kind of throughout. So exactly. That's what it is. All right, man. That was fun. Um, yeah. So let us know what you think about that. I, I enjoyed that. I think it gives us an opportunity to kind of create our own narratives around people, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, what? Next week as well, when we have more prep, you know, we got a couple other ideas to throw at people um, as well. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of our wrap up on the IndyCar stuff. What do you think? We just get to Milo now, get to our get to our interview with uh, our incredible guest. Yeah, big movie star. You know, we get everybody on this pod. Another another guy to add to the cookout on Speed Street, Milo Ventimiglia. Fantastic guest this week. Uh, a man who is a race fan. First, we'll go with race fan first. Uh, very successful actor, very successful, moderately, very successful human being, uh, and a, a man that I consider a great friend of mine, uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Thank you so much for for being here with us. Yep. Uh, how you doing, my friend? How's life? What's going I'm on great, right now? Man. Things are good. Uh, things uh, things are a little slow right now. Slow moments in in the industry. If uh, nobody's talking about it, we have what's <laughs> called a writer strike happening over oh, here. Oh yes. Um, which means that uh, the writers are holding up the rest of the community of filmmakers and TV makers and anybody who does kind of content really from a, a union standpoint uh, to negotiate their contract with the studios. God bless them, go get what they need, but it keeps a lot of us uh, out of work on set, out of work in the office developing, things like that. So it's uh, a slower moment, but... Uh, needed i've, I've yeah. been on a long run i've been on a long run for several years back to back to back to back for probably like oh man seven years about a while yeah you really have and you know what's funny i was gonna ask about that right uh -huh. strike but since you like got into it i my girlfriend amy who lives out in la as well yeah. she also mentioned that and it's a bit of an interesting time in that realm of existence right so I yeah. guess, do you see that, do you see it coming to an end anytime soon? Is it is there progress being made? Or is there so, something to where it's like we're all going to kind of be watching older shows from now for, for a little bit more? I mean, I, <laughs> I think people should probably strap in to watch, you know, watch their favorite <laughs> series they've seen over, <coughs> excuse me, over and over and over again. Uh, it's a good habit. If you watched, uh, you know, The Sopranos, all several seasons <laughs> of that show, start at the beginning. Start at the beginning, get through it. I want to get through some Barry, get through some Barry. Um, I think this one's going to be kind of a long one. It, it's funny. You can kind of, you hear the forecasting of what the union is asking for. You hear the posturing of the studios and the streaming sites and kind of what is to be expected from their side. And then the only thing you can do is really just like sit back and watch. Like I, I, I don't really ask a lot of questions. You know, if I chat with my writer friends, you know, it's on a friend's basis kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, but I think this one's going to last for a little while. I'm hearing August, September. So if you kind of look at, let's say, August, September of the writer striking, and then beyond that, that's when you start getting an influx of material that maybe 
the smarter rider will be ahead on. They will have said, you know what? Let me take this time and not just go pick at the studios. Let me go write a script. Let me go develop something. Maybe quietly develop with a partner. Um, so that right when the town opens up, it's like, it's it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, you know, green flag. Everybody's going, go. everybody's going as hard as they can with whatever material that they have to to make sure their theirs looks like the shiniest toy yeah it's a fascinating world man i mean i've, I've been learning so much about it uh over the last few years as well and uh and it's wild but you mentioned funny you mentioned green flag milo you waved the green flag for the indianapolis 500 uh i was, 20, I was insane, 21 i did great year uh and that was kind that was of a really wonderful year just off of a, a text that i believe i sent you i was like hey do you want to yep. do this and um, I was like, sure. Can I bring how Russ? Awesome, but how awesome was that? Was that like was that a great time? Like, did you did you re- enjoy that experience? It was a blast, man. I mean, just the history of the, the Indy 500 alone, just being there, and also being there the first time in a couple of years that fans had been out of the grandstands and finally let back in, and to know there were, I don't know how many how many. Was it? Would you say there was like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people in the stands that year? Yeah, I think we had at least a hundred, hundred fifty. They didn't really, really was, publicize, but there was they, a lot yeah, of they, they a lot of folks. Number. It was fucking, which was wonderful <laughs> to see. But I mean, to to know that the fans were back and being there a part of the race, and you know, on your invite, uh, and uh, you know, it was just it was exciting, man. I mean, any time you go to a race, the energy around a race, I know I enjoy it, but then to be out there like. You know, up on the tower that a lot of other folks have like stood on, and Aaron, who was waving the flag, coaching me through it, and everything else. Like, don't drop this fucker, please don't <laughs> drop this thing. You know, <laughs> gonna land on Connor's windshield or something. Not um, ideal, yeah. Don't please don't drop it. <laughs> no, horrible man, horrible. I actually thought about. It. I was like, is there a lanyard? These things have a lanyard. Maybe want to build a great one idea. In. But then I thought, now, nah, man, Aaron and the whole team, they've got it. They've got it. So. <laughs> No, that was really cool that you got to experience that, honestly. It, it was a great deal because, obviously, you were on This Is Us at the time. NBC, great mm-hmm. partnership there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, great television show. Um, but I, I like bringing people on this show to kind of... People that we wouldn't really maybe expect to have an appreciation for motorsports. And I think over the last few years, you've definitely gained this uh, appreciation for our sport, for, for what IndyCar is, learning a little bit about it. But I guess tell people a little bit where you kind of first started picking up um, racing or, or any form yeah. of motorsport. So my race, my racing, I guess, introduction was Jeff Gordon racing for DuPont in NASCAR. Nice. So my father, my father worked for this company, DuPont Crossfield. It was a, uh, a chemicals company, printing company. My dad was in the printing business. And so he would always get, uh, you know, tickets and and things and events and whatnot. So he would go with colleagues. But then on Sundays, I remember like we'd sit down and we'd watch Jeff Gordon race. And Jeff was just crushing, just absolutely <laughs> crushing. And so it was, I think for me, it was fun that I'm like, oh, my dad's associated with the guy that's just like cleaning up around every circuit. And that was my introduction. And then that's our time, guy. Like Jeff Gordon was your guy. Like that's that's the connection. Dude, abso- absolutely. You know. Um, and then over time, it was kind of like, you know, I, w- I would catch a race here and there. I, you know, I'd watch the yeah, I'd watch some F one, and then did I get six or seven years ago, I shot this movie Art of Racing in the Rain, and it became a deeper dive into the, I guess 
function of a racing driver, of a pilot, someone who's behind this action machinery to to understand the human element within it and really know that focus, that determination, that drive. And for me, like I, I kind of put them side by each with uh, a professional actor. You know, the discipline you have to have, the the integrity you have to have, the the just mental fortitude. I mean, you guys are professional athletes. I mean, that's like a whole other discipline. Not a lot of actors are athletes, but there are some that, I mean, I look at myself as, as a mental and emotional and a physical athlete. You kind of have to have this entire kind of milkshake of everything to get behind the wheel of a car, step on a stage and, and or on a, on a set, like just be the peak of your game all the time. So Art of Racing the Rain kind of led me deeper into the world of racing um, in particular in time because I was playing uh, a guy who was uh, wanting to race formula. Um, you know, I, I got more into formula racing and, and watching all of those. And then it kind of, you know, of course, like coming back stateside. And, you know, when we met in, uh, what year was that? I don't remember what year that was, but I remember it was in Texas. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah. I, so the funny thing is we met at the, at the United States Grand Prix, Coda, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Formula One race. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was 2019, 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I had just, like I had told you, I was doing a little bit of stuff for F1 TV that weekend, yeah. just kind of hanging yeah. out because I know those guys. And I had just watched the Art of Racing on the Rain, or Art of Racing mm-hmm. the Rain on the plane. And I was yeah. like, this is oddly ironic, but I just watched And here we are game. sitting next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we were interviewing you at the time, which was really uh-huh. cool. And and I love that movie as well. And and Ben, yeah. he'll tell you a little, he loves that movie also. But that it was cool because at the time, I obviously I obviously knew who you were because I, I mm-hmm. watch everything. I, I appreciate people for what they do. I thought it was very cool to get to interact with, you know, someone at a professional level and in, in, mm-hmm. in, in a different region, right? And sure. I said, hey, like, would you want to come to the Indy 500 someday? And we just kind of traded info. Yep. And I met Russ as well, your friend, who's a good yep. friend of ours now. Um, and it's just kind of funny how that works. You trip trip over people doing cool things, and you end up being yeah. able to do more cool things in the future. Like, uh, I, 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 it's kind of hard to believe because that year as well, well, I think Kimi Raikkonen won the the U.S. Grand Prix. You did, and then I then raced to them this year at the NASCAR yep. race at Coda. Yep. I was like, this is a hilarious inter- Dude, interaction, which is so funny because uh, yeah, I've got. We got a hat laying around uh, a Ferrari cap. I think from my days back then, it was a Kimi Raikkonen cap. And my lady, she picked it up and was wearing it the other day. I was like, oh, shit, that's rad. And I was wearing a Kimi Raikkonen hat. <laughs> that's yeah, a classic. Awesome. I, I, love, I love how unapologetic your wife was about everything. Oh, yeah, just absolutely. Like, no, like, our performance, like, just race, and, like, no bullshit whatnot. But you're yeah. right. But, like, you kind of, you cross paths with people in a particular moment. And then over time, I mean, so if that was 2019, four years now later... You know, there's, you know, behind the scenes, like a lot of stuff that you and I talk about as friends, then a lot of stuff that also we talk about in business and whatnot. It's like those relationships mature and, and, and harden and have a long year result. You find a lot of commonality, which I think is always amazing. You know, there, there's the profession that we do. You're a racing driver. I'm an actor. I wear makeup for a living, read lines. But at the same <laughs> time, it's like, then as men, you kind of come together and you find something very unique about the way you live life or view life or anything and you find that common ground with other people you know i think you and i definitely found that as parents yeah no i agree i mean it's been it, you guys i think both you and russ as well it, have been extremely cool to me and 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 getting to interact with you guys uh on a yeah. personal level has been great but also you know 
smart business folks as well. Like, it, you know, we're, we obviously would love to do stuff together, work together, yeah. try to figure out to, to, you know, some things to do, because I uh-huh. think we both have an appreciation for working hard to produce something great. You oh, know dude. What I mean? It's and so that's, funny, man. That's what's cool. Every, every time, you know, Ruck and I are talking about you, let's just say in the professional capacity of Hollywood or what, the first thing we talk <laughs> about is how fucking hard you hustle. Just how hard you work, man. It's like a lot of people don't understand. I mean, you know, you, they see you in a car <clears throat> on a Sunday, on a Saturday in race setting, you know, but then there's five other days in the week. And like, those are absolutely full of meetings and going places and getting stuff done and just doing all that. You know, it's like people see a movie or an hour of TV and you know, like, oh great, that was, you know, two hours of my time. Like, what did it take that person who's involved in that show or that race to get to that moment that I, the viewer, thing get to watch it, you know? And, and yeah, your hard work always rises to the top, man, and your integrity and you're a good, funny dude. Well, I appreciate that. That's far too <laughs> kind to say to me. Captain, but I, I respect Captain, the Captain same personality. Out of you. <laughs> Captain I personality, man. I respect the man. same out of you. Um, right. Ben, you have some stuff for Milo? Go for it. Sure. Yeah. So um, I was talking to Connor before you hopped on the Zoom, and, and I was saying our race in the rain is probably like top five favorite movies for me, maybe top three up out. there, depending on what it is. So <laughs> hold up. Well, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Ben. What are the other two are the other four? <laughs> Man, that, that's tough. So uh, I'm a big. Remember, Forrest he's Gump. a young. He's a youth. I'm young. I'm only, I'm only 22. So give me a little break here. <laughs> cool. But so uh, so if you're gonna start comparing me to like YouTube. YouTubers no, 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 I'm, I'm a little past that. No, okay, no. good, good, yeah, good. it's not my good, content good. preferences, but <laughs> I'd put Forrest Gump up there. Oh man, wonderful movie. That's a yeah. great film. Man. Yeah, anything Tom Hanks, I'm a big fan of. But um, by the way, and you know what, Tom Hanks, the coolest, coolest dude ever. I <laughs> met him. I met him when I was in my early 20s. Oh man, I might have been like 20 or 21 years old. My mom and dad bid on some silent ops and started to take this whole conversation <laughs> sideways for just 30 <laughs> seconds. Bid on a silent auction to have lunch with Tom Hanks in the That's city incredible. of Orange because he was <laughs> filming a movie there. My mom and dad like put down dollars for it at the <laughs> silent auction. Nobody else bid it because they're like, no, Milo's going to be an actor. Like Pete and Carol Vincent Billy should absolutely get this for Milo. So I go and like they win it, show up on set. I'm there at like eight in the morning. I've been on like a few sets before at work. I think I'd already done like a couple different TV shows and whatnot. So it wasn't like, you know, stars in my eyes. And anyhow, like I'm just watching Tom Hank work and he's directing the movie and talking to the actors and going behind the monitors. Doesn't even look in my direction. And finally, some producer's like, You having fun? And I'm like, I've been on this step before, dude. This is pretty <laughs> cool, but you know, I'm here to have lunch with Tom Hanks. So then, lunchtime, they break for lunch. Like somebody ushers me out one direction and Tom Hanks goes out the other direction. And then they're like, they're like Hey, sorry, you got pulled into meetings. He's not going to be able to sit down with you. I'm like, Okay. They're like, So we'll give you a call. Stay local when you know the right time is. So, I go like and like hanging out kind of around the city more. So then I like go back to my parents' house and just hang out. So I live in LA at this point. And then at a certain point, I get this frantic phone message at like eight o'clock at night, like, get down here right now. He's ready to meet him. Oh, fuck, I gotta go. So I go <laughs> and I show up. Um, and then, you know, I'm ushered right on set. And and by the way, like Seidner, the auction was for my high school wrestling booster club. <laughs> and my coach <laughs> My Jeez. high school wrestling coach gave me a hat and said, hey, damn, if you get a chance to meet Tom Hanks, give him this hat. I'm like, yeah, you, no problem, coach. I'm going to have a serious acting conversation with Tom Hanks, but yeah, I'll give him the, the high school <laughs> wrestling hat. He's going to love it. Incredible. So I show, I show up, you know, they're ushering me, and then like someone whispers in his ear, and then some, I see him kind of like listening, listening, 
look at this person like you motherfucker and go, okay. And I hear, <laughs> I, I see him mouth, I got it. And so then he steps away. They're doing it. They're changing up his camera angle. He walks over and goes, hey, how you doing? You know, they're like, uh, Milo, this is Mr. Hanks. Mr. Hanks, this is Milo Vitamilia, a young local actor in Orange County. I'm like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. And then before anything, this woman just says, do you have something to give Mr. Hanks? And I go, <laughs> yeah, on behalf of the Almadena High School Wrestling Boosters, want to give you a hat. And he <laughs> takes the hat and he says, that's wonderful. He's like, great. I'll, uh, I'll wear it with pride. And he just walks away. And that was my only interaction. <laughs> I don't know how much money my mom and dad dealt out for that, but it was like, it was insane. Then like years that's later, wild. like, you know, when let's say I began to kind of, you know, become uh, an, uh, a person of, uh, of recognition in the business. You know, like we'd cross paths. We just would. And I remember I was backstage at some, I was, dude, I was backstage at like Ellen or something. And he had been the <laughs> guest and I, and I was like walking out and he just walks with, hey, hey, it's great to meet you. I'm a fan of your work. And also like I had done table reads with his wife and I knew his son. So it's kind of like a little common ground. He's like, yeah. And I stopped. I was like, I got to tell you, man, when you're, and I kind of reached out of the story, he just starts fucking laughing. He's like, I don't think I have that hat anymore. I that's hilarious that yeah <laughs> but but like what a gentleman sorry oh, tom that's hanks. awesome love no, I, love, yeah. I love a tom hanks story <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah. what, uh, what was the other movie um or you don't know the spot you tell me like, yeah tell me. it's it's hard on the spot but i just in general i've always thought very highly of that movie just obviously being a racing guy it's a good film. um i just wonder because yeah. you, you talked about the like getting in the mindset and seeing the behind the scenes of race car driver yeah. what goes into it. did you ever get the chance to like go interview some did you go could you ever like go tour like a team's facility did you ever like go into the full immersion was just kind of on your own studying to kind of get in that element for the movie specifically the interesting thing was i had an opportunity i don't want to call it an opportunity um because of the tie with ferrari and the movie uh i had my team i said hey can you guys reach out to ferrari and just see if we can use them as an asset you know can i go to uh the uh, uh, the the race training somewhere on track somewhere in town. Um, could I just like go like talk to anybody and just like, understand and and um, and they were just like we have one coming up like very classic Italian. Eh, but Benny, we have one coming <laughs> up, you know, in like a year. You can be invited to that stateside shitty track, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, no thank you, but no thank you. Um, but it was also one of those like kind of like things where as an actor, like you get a bunch of free shit. They're like, would you like to drive a Ferrari for a week? I'm like, how about you give me one for a year and I'll tell yeah. you like everything about this vehicle, <laughs> put me on track. Actually, actually, I don't even want the car. I just want to get on track and I just want to talk to some drivers and it never happened. And then of course, when the movie was announced, then it became a thing where Ferrari's like, oh, come to Italy, come to the museum, we'll yeah, get on track course. tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and I was like, bro, I'm like right now I, I need to, to study my lines. I need to study being a father and being a dog owner yeah. more than anything <laughs> and the racing part was like a month ago a month previous for me so so i you know <clears throat> to answer your question ben it was more like i just started uh watching interviews trying to find documentaries um i remember i was popping on uh the Ayrton senna documentary oh, yeah. senna yep. quite a bit you know just just to understand who he was and and his approach on driving from like a purest sense and 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 ultimately just you know just like the discipline behind it but then seeing at the same time let's say from the point of view of that documentary 
uh, the politics behind it. And, you know, and, and again, like the easiest thing for me to connect to is, you know, a similar experience. So like I understand the politics of Hollywood and how difficult racing could or could be and having their own politics. So it's just kind of pulling something similar from my life into the life of the character that I'm playing and, and building it out from there. But, you know, understanding my own discipline, my own drive, I could just like plug that into Denny Swift and what he was going after for his racing career. Um, so like, I, I, it's funny, like I didn't really get a chance to like speak with many like racing drivers or anything. And it was just like, let me just build this character. Let me just kind of like, you know, understand him emotionally. Um, but like the interviews that I would watch, I just saw this just intense singular focus all the time in every racing driver. And I just thought, okay, cool. I understand that. I get it. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I mean, you did a great job with it for sure. I think Thanks, man. what's interesting, comparing the two worlds, right? I think I've kind of realized this. There's a lot of odd similarities between our worlds. I would say the Hollywood world, whether it's the the political side of things, whether you have to be right place, right time, right situation, whether it's the the people around you. Like, I I guess after kind of like, obviously we've been friends now for a while and you kind of know a little bit about what goes on more on the IndyCar side of things at a bit of a deeper level, but... Do you see that type of comparison? Have you have you gained like a, a a different understanding of the IndyCar racing world now that after we've kind of been been chatting yeah. and kind of see how those worlds compare a little bit? I mean, the the thing that you know I know is definitely there, but I haven't quite been. I haven't. I haven't. I guess immersed myself in, but I know it's just a massive part of the success of a singular driver is the team, or the people that are behind it. You know, a, a lot of actors get attention. A lot of actors get the acclaim. A lot of actors get the, you know, spotlight shown on them. But really, it's a team sport. You know, the actors there performing and doing what they do. But you know, if the makeup's not right, if the hair's not right, if the costume's not right, the lighting, the camera, uh, the props, things like that. If like that stuff that the team is doing together as a moving unit is not right there will be no success for the group but also for the individual so you know knowing how big um you know uh like or how many people are in a pit and then how many people are back of staging how many people are like in the garage that how many engineers are deep background somewhere and how many sales executives are there they're getting <laughs> exactly. all the sponsors to get the money that goes into each and every race and sticker on a car and all of that it's like they're just massive teams massive movements and you got to have lead time and also like post time you know like when the race ends you know fans will go home but like yo teams got to pack up teams got to move teams got to go on to the next race so like there's going to be you know fucking peak the long haul driver who's going to get the cars to yeah. where they got to go and like you know, I don't know. I don't even know how many trucks each team has. I imagine it's quite a few just to kind of get the <laughs> machinery and equipment that's on pit row and, and whatnot just 
where it's got to go. So I think seeing the similarity, knowing we have that common ground, like successes of an individual rely on the successes of a group, you know, and that individual Absolutely. by themselves. In my case, I'm a dude talking crazy on the side of the road. You know, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you're anybody driving on the, on the highway, you know, <clears throat> but when you put the teams around either of us or you put us within the context of a team, then you can really go somewhere. Exactly. No, that's a great way to put it. It's a great comparison. Um, and to get into a little bit about your life as well, you've done, yeah. you've been in everything. Like, I, to be <laughs> fair, you've been in so many things uh, over the years, like so many yeah. things that I've seen, shows, movies. I, I kind of want to ask, who was it, in, it throughout your career so far, whether it's an actor or a director, who do you think has been the most impressive person to work with and the most... Who generated the most amount of respect from you as like, wow, this person is a true professional? Because I always, I, I always find it you might not, it might not be a name you might expect, yeah. or it's like, yep, I figured it would be that person. You know what I mean? I, who, who kind of has been the the person that you've respected the most to work with? I mean, it's it's too big of a category. Yes, because I have really or like a top three. <laughs> I mean. I'll say like a top three in let's say not not notoriety uh, would absolutely be Sylvester Stallone. It would absolutely be Adam Sandler, and it would absolutely be Nicole Kidman. Like those three of the top top premier, you know, For movie sure. star quality actors. I learned the most from. Um, I, dude, I'd even like throw Will Smith in there. Like when my very first job on Fresh Prince, but like to watch the professional aspect of Sly and Nicole and Adam to watch the care for the group that Sly, Nicole and Adam had to watch the focus, just absolute focus that Sly, Nicole and Adam had. They, they care about themselves. They care about the work. They care about the group that's making it. Like I remember in being in France with Nicole Kidman and Tim Roth was, you know, doing this massive monologue uh, Grace of Monaco and, and the producer and the director getting in an argument in French, like offset. <laughs> and Tim is keeping his shit like really dialed in and really cool. And and then at a certain point, I just see him go, like drops out of out of the dog and goes, excuse me. And he walks in the back. I'm like, oh shit. And Nicole is sitting next to me. She's a leaner. I was like, what do you think he's gonna do? I think he's <laughs> gonna go have a word with those guys. She goes, what do you think we should do? I said, I think we should probably just hang out and let him handle it. <laughs> but then like over time, like through the course of like that film, she and I would like really put our heads together with some difficulties we were having in production because we cared about the story we were telling. We cared about the group we were making it with. So, and, and that's the same with Sly. It's the same with, um, with, uh, with Adam Sandler and, and a lot of like even actors that everybody would look at and know, but maybe, maybe not know their name. I mean, like you're, you know, just recently worked with Sarah Wayne Callies, who's most notably known for um, Walking Dead or Colony or oh, a yeah. bunch of different shows. But like we've known each other, been friends for a kind of a while through John Bernthal, the Punisher, um, in one of his biggest thing. But like we've done a job together, like maintain friendship. But like, dude, like there's no one who who cares for a crew more than her, you know. And it's like I love you that. find yeah. these working actors that are just like job to job to job that are successful and, and able to have a very good life because of the profession, but also like they care about the people that they're making the, these TV shows and movies with. And that's just, it's a wonderful thing. I think 
that group of people far outweighs the negative apples you hear about. Far outweighs the ones you're like, wow, man, that 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 guy or that gal took a really dark path. You know, they took a hard <laughs> fucking left turn that just did not work. You know, um, but I, I would say like those three um, in terms of influence for me to be able to watch and be like, oh yeah, I I see why they are as successful as they are. I see why they are as talented as they are because of the care that they put into it. And also like those three, just good people. That's great. Not above, you love not to below. Hear yeah. Like they're just, you know, they're, they're people that are like serving the group, which I think is a wonderful place to be as a leader. You got to serve the people that you're with. Absolutely. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's fast. I love to hear those stories because again, as, as, as normal humans like Ben and I are, you know, we, we don't know these things, right? We don't know what it's like to work with these people, but we obviously, you know, pay attention to what all these folks do. We appreciate their work yeah. and we just, you know, we're curious to see what that's like. And I think that's a really cool thing to know about. So yeah. before I take up too much of your time, where, where do you see what, what's, what's next for Milo? Like what there's obviously the writer strike. So everything's kind of calming down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've chatted a lot recently that that does give you probably a lot of really cool time to focus on, um, you know, whatever next big project you might want to work on is. Right. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you need writers for that stuff as well. But there's a lot of downtime to think of what uh, what might be next. So what do you think is in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months for you? Is, is there more um, TV shows? Is it a, is it more movies? What are we what are we thinking? I mean, are we going to work together? <laughs> uh, I think in the next 12 to 18 months, I'm sure, Connor, you and I are going to be working together. Uh, yes, that is a yes. Uh, that'll be happening. Um, nice. Lock it in. Yeah, no. Oh, dude, I'm signing me up. I'm already there. I'm already, yeah. We're already working on that. Um, I, I, I think if I've kind of assessed my career 28 years later now, like from the first time I stepped on a set at 18 to where I am today, nearing up 46, I love creating opportunities and I love really making people that are there wanting to do the work and put the thought in and have that same care for the group that's making it to like, you know, make a cohesive place to work, make it fun. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, my, my recent show got canceled company you keep. So that one's done. Um, which, hey, Russell, I, people didn't know, but you did name a character in that show after me, apparently, which I thought was hilarious, did. by the way. We did. I watched it when I was at Coda at mm-hmm. the NASCAR race in my bus. I was like, this yeah. is our guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Connor, played by the legendary Barry Sloan. Another yeah, wonderful great human guy. being. Great guy. Um, but I think, you know, we're, we're, we develop TV. We make TV. Um, we've also, like, done movies, so... You know, the, the nice thing about an actor is like we're constantly evolving and growing and meeting different people. Like the movie that I did last year with Russell Crowe that comes out, I think, end of this year called Land of Bad. Uh, we're now working with the writer on that to do something else. And it may involve a pretty heavy hitter A-list actor as well. Um, That's actually I mean, funny you mentioned that because I, I remember you sending me a picture from the jungle or something when you were oh, doing yeah. that movie. Because I think I asked you to be on this show, and you were you were filming <laughs> in the jungle with Russell Crowe, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, we'll talk to you next next year." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much, that man, was awesome. Much. Yeah, um, but you know, like just just working on stuff. That's that's the good thing about being an actor. It's like I get to I get to keep the same job title, but I get to change the clothing every day. I get to do something different. I get to like dress differently. I get to like create differently, which is a wonderful place to be. So I mean, well. 
we'll continue our development uh, with Disney. We got we work with Disney, got a deal with Disney, and then as an actor, like you know, I, I think hope I'm still you know a, a desirable, reputable, reputable name that somebody says, no, maybe we'll get the Ventimiglia kid in here, bring him on to play <laughs> this part or that part or that part on the side, and like. Like all my friends know it too. And when I say friends, like uh, colleagues, you know, Sandler, he checked in with me like about the, the last TV show and he's like, oh, look big, my boy, talking about stuff. And and then he's just like, are you done with it? I'm like, yeah, why are you asking? You know? So it's like, <laughs> for for me, as a producer, I want to create opportunities. As an actor, I just want to work with my friends. I just, you know, and, and all of my colleague friends know it's like, yeah, just call. I can breeze onto a set for a day. I can breeze on a set for three or four months or a year. You know, it's just like, I just keep working. I'm just a worker, just like normal worker. I love that. No, and I, I it, respect that. Honestly, man, I I respect what you've done. I respect what you've done for me. You've been uh, very kind to me. Let, you let me stay at your house. Yep. Uh, you let me drive your vehicles. I mean, very, oh, way yeah. too Listen, kind. If anybody way was going to drive that vehicle, <laughs> it would have to be you because you understand <laughs> I get no, so many I, people. Yeah, they're just like, dude, what in that? I'm like, it's a fucking race car. It is a yeah. BMW MA competition race car that I I don't even need, but we'll let Connor take it. Well, I you know, but it but it's awesome. It, it's it's something that I I have a lot of respect for, and then I think people that listen to this will will respect as well because again, we try to present you know a lot of great racing information to some great hey. folks that follow this program to follow our you know our sport. Um, and we we're trying to grow this sport, and so we appreciate yeah. you also helping us. So I think people will respect yep. that, and um, and yeah, I I appreciate everything that you've done. So man, um, Thanks, man, thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for being on this show. I know I've been chasing you around for it for a little while. Oh, um, but Dude, yeah, I, man. I I can I can easily be the uh, clutch, you know, call the bullpen, <laughs> see if Inventamilia is around. If nobody else shows up, it was perfect. I'll show perfect. up for you. I'll show yeah, up for it you was always. perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Well, thank you so much, Milo. Um, we will be watching Eddie for everything that you do in the future, uh, and and we can't wait for it, man. I can't wait to see what we got cooking as well, and I'm sure folks will appreciate it. So thank you so yep. much. Uh, obviously, dude. I think it'll be good. Thank you, brother. Likewise. There he is again, uh, movie star, actor, um, great dude, Milo Ventimiglia. Again, super bummed that I had to miss that convo, but hopefully uh, because it went so well, I want to jump back on in the future again and we can talk to him and I can do my impression for him like I wanted to do. But uh, <laughs> Connor, way to go. Another another nice find, my man. Thank you. Well, he's a, he's a good dude. We might be working together sometime in the future on some projects, so I'm sure we can get him on Speed Street uh, for a, yes. a second round. Good. All right. Drop us on that Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week to uh, finish this off here. Yes, our world-renowned segment. Uh, two segments this by, week. Let's go. Yeah, two segments this week. This is a, a world-renowned, already well-established segment. Uh, the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. We're going to go with the 1968 Indy 500. Get out your Wikipedias. The 1968 Indy 500. We are going to go with the 15th place finisher. Uh, 15th place finisher, Carl Williams. Carl Williams is the 15th place finisher. Uh, Carl Williams was born in Grandview, Missouri. Uh, well, sadly killed in a motorcycle accident in Kansas City. Uh, RIP uh, to Carl. Uh, but he was in several Indy 500s. Looks like 90 or 1966 through 72. Uh, made all of those races. Uh, looks like his best finish was ninth, according to Wikipedia. 
according to Wikipedia. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of Indy 500s. Uh, two top 10s uh, at the Indy 500. Um, and yeah, Carl Williams, Missouri man, uh, sadly died in a motorcycle accident. And his, his Wikipedia page is quite short. That's all we yeah. got for Carl all, Williams. All this, apparently, all he did in his life was race in like seven Indy 500s and then unfortunately uh, perished in a motorcycle accident. Uh, oh, it says he was... Okay. He had 63 starts in the USAC Championship Car Series, so he was he was driving, um, you know, in that beside... During his time where he was running the 500, obviously. Um, yeah. So, maybe hey, man, you, you know, racers Veteran just want race. Competitor. Right? They, yeah, they want it, speed, unfortunately. So hey, Exactly. You know what? I'm glad I stay off two wheels. That's the Vermont thing. But RIP Carl Williams, uh, several Indy 500s. Great, great Indy, six Indy 500s. Um, great career. Just as many Indy 500s as my dad, I think. So, actually, my dad oh, might yeah. not have made one. He, he tried to qualify for six. Might have made five. I don't know. So, there you go. Ricky Treadway, random Indy 500 driver of the week, Carl Williams from there the 1968 is. Indy 500. Thank you much, Connor. That's two segments this week. Big time. Big time review. Big time weekend. Big time Sunday for Connor uh, uh, this past weekend in mid-Ohio. Uh, once again, thank you so much, everybody, for following along with us. Really hope you enjoyed this episode and this recap of, uh, of the crazy Sunday there for our guy, CD. Uh, hope the 4th of July was great to you. If you're listening afterwards, if you're listening, Ben, are we maybe going to get this out today or is it going to be tomorrow? Still tomorrow. Okay. Well, hope you had a great 4th of July. Hope maybe if you're still doing some celebrating going on, you're able to listen to it and enjoy doing that. Maybe out by the grill, whatnot. Connor's going to go golf. I got to go get my son ready to go to the pool all day. So uh, until next week, we'll talk to you again on Speed Street. There's a brand new episode of Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin out now. Head over to see what Denny has to say, and don't forget to follow the show so you won't miss an episode. This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo.